Today, Americans are bestowed with hundreds of channels of satellite TV, thousands of satellite and terrestrial radio stations, and millions of personal computers. But it doesn't stop there. Our computers don't have to live on our desktops anymore. Now they exist in our pockets on what we used to call our telephones. And uh, our continuous use of these smartphones, as we call them now, is affecting our brain chemistry. The tragedy is that we've allowed our kids to have smartphones too, and it's their brains that are being affected most. Today on Licensed to Parent, we'll discuss what would happen if we traded our kids' smartphones for wise phones, and what a wise phone protocol might look like. Well, hello there, digital warrior, and you know who you are. Welcome once again to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy. Shepherd's Hill is a year-long Christ-centered residential program helping teens in crisis and, by extension, helping their families. I'm Rich Rosel, and our host on Licensed to Parent is the founder and director of Shepherd's Hill, Trace Embry. Now, Trace, you and I have been doing this program long enough. I know your position on giving kids unencumbered access to smartphones, but... A lot of parents have a big problem with telling their kids they can't have something that now appears that every other kid at school and down the block actually does have, Mm -hmm. something that keeps them as connected and as informed as the rest of the kids. They would also say that their kids need digital intelligence to help accent their natural intelligence, I guess, in order to compete in today's digital age. So how do you respond to all that? Well, first of all, nobody is calling for anybody to be deprived of a chance to be competitive in today's digital age. I know I'm not. Uh, I want my kids to acquire all the the age-appropriate knowledge they can, uh, digital and otherwise. Uh, But it's more than that, Rich. I I want my kids to also learn the importance of discernment and discerning and uh, weeding out all the useless information and time-wasting activities that occupy the the mental storehouses of way too many kids today. But we got to remember... Knowledge and intelligence are, are two things that any robot or computer can possess. Uh, what a robot or a computer can't possess, on its own anyway, is wisdom. Yeah. And, and this is because wisdom requires a, a moral component uh, that's not required from mere knowledge and intelligence. Uh, now, robots can be programmed by humans to, to make uh, uh, you know, one better decision over another based on the moral standards of the programmer, but it can't intrinsically produce its own wisdom. So if we train our kids to be wise, uh, all the intelligence and, the, and, and knowledge they could uh, possibly acquire will be a great benefit to them. Uh, but without wisdom, uh, both intelligence and knowledge will always have the potential to be dangerous. Uh, again, this is especially true for kids. Sure. So here's the deal, Rich. Uh, digital technology, particularly smartphones, uh, has already twisted up in a very insidious way what childhood and adolescence once was. Childhood innocence is virtually gone today. Uh, physically, kids are now actually maturing sooner, uh, largely because of the sexual content they're exposed to uh, on a regular basis. Uh, but emotionally, they're stunted because they've been pleasured into imbecility and not made to be responsible for much of anything anymore. I know, though, uh, to, to turn it back to technology and, and how we as parents address this with our kids, you advocate for giving kids a, a simple flip phone, let's say, in lieu of smartphones, because yeah. it's, it's really the Internet access on the smartphone that you feel is the bigger problem, not the simple phone itself, right? Right. No, that's exactly right. And, and let me clarify again. I, I want my kids to have access to the Internet, but I don't think there are too many kids on this planet who can responsibly handle unencumbered access to virtually all the information in the world 24-7. Which, I, which is why we say, even with computers, don't 
let them go into the bedroom. Right. Keep them out in the public space exactly. in the home. I, I think that's setting our kids up for failure. The, the, the Bible's pretty clear that parents shouldn't provoke their kids to anger. They shouldn't exasperate them. They shouldn't cause them to stumble. How is giving your kids unencumbered access to the internet 24-7 not akin to dropping them off in the seediest part of town and saying, hey, call me when you're ready to come home? <laughs> Why not give our kids simple flip phones uh, to, to take uh, out the door with them. Uh, if they want or need internet access, why can't they use the filtered home computer or laptop or our smartphone in our presence at home? A different world requires a different approach to a lot of things. And this is especially true for how we raise our kids. But this is definitely a different world. And when you look at Scripture, the Bible talks about the sons of Issachar, men who understood their times, knew mm -hmm. what to do. Yeah. We need to start understanding our times and knowing what to do, Rich. Well, I've got to you know, play the opposite side of the conversation here. A lot of parents say they can't even buy a simple flip phone anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've heard that before, too. But uh, that can't be true. Uh, uh, hopefully today's guest uh, is, is going to help us get this thing figured out. Yeah, well, I, I will say I did Google it, and you can find flip phones. But anyway, let me introduce <laughs> our guest. Stephen Dalby is the founder and CEO of Gab Wireless. That's G-A-B-B, -B, Gab Wireless. It's the first cellular phone network in the world that's designed to be safe for kids by providing talk and text devices, but devices with no access to the Internet, to the app stores, social media, or games. Gab's threefold mission is to protect children, to connect families, and encourage life outside the screen. Since its national launch back in 2019, Gab has added customers in all 48 of the lower states and provides safe technology solutions for nearly 10,000 families at this point. Stephen lives in Palo Alto, California with his wife, Jana, and their eight children. Uh, prior to founding Gap Wireless, Stephen was an accomplished entrepreneur and a religious educator who worked extensively with youth for more than 10 years. I dare say with eight kids, Trace, he's going to be working extensively with youth for many more years <laughs> yeah, to come. absolutely. Well, Stephen, welcome to Licensed to Parent, brother. We're glad to have you on. Hey, thank you so much. You know, uh, one of the common objections that I get from, from parents from all over the place, uh, when I tell them that a flip phone or some kind of phone that without internet access uh, uh, should be the only phone that a minor should be allowed to carry around with them. When I tell them that, I get a, a cockeyed look. I'm told, you know, you can't even buy a mobile phone without internet access anymore. Uh, why are they telling me that? Because I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm getting conflicting reports. Yeah, the problem with the flip phones, I mean, that's what I settled on for my son, right? The problem with the flip phones, they still, every single flip phone has an internet browser. So up until, you know, the launch of Gab, there really were not any options. And that's why Gab started. You know, when my son was 12 years old, it was time for him to get a device. He's spending more time away. And every parent is a little bit different. You know, for some families, the age to get that is eight. For other families, it's 16. You know, for my particular son, I felt like it was right about he was 12 years old. And I went from one network to another, to another, to another, and I just could not find anything. In fact, every sales representative that I spoke with, they were like, oh, he's going to love this. It's got yeah, A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. It goes fast, 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 fast. And I was like, man, you got to understand, this is his first phone. Yeah. And so it was at that time that I said, you know what? I was actually driving in my car. And um, I actually just kind of in my mind saw a device and the device looked from a hardware standpoint exactly like a smartphone, but it had no internet and it had no app store. 
And so what we did is we created an entire cellular network based on this idea and concept that a parent could simply go to the website, click the phone, click the plan, and it was a one-stop shop for everything. Three, four days later, phone is on the doorstep, no parental controls are needed, um, and you can go ahead and hand that device. And what we've been so, my point to everything that I'm seeing right here is, as we as a society continue to move forward with advancements, with 5G, with AI, with all of the technological advances that we're making, there seems to be more and more of a demand for a product like this just to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've got a quick question, though. You you mentioned that you started a network. So um, it's not just a piece of technology you're talking about, but it's the service on which that technology runs. It, it's a twofold process. Yeah, that's exactly right. It is an important clarification because we're, we're not just a phone. We're not selling phones. We are our own cellular network. And the feedback is has been amazing okay. because in so many of the cases, these kids were not going to get a phone. Yep. So the kids are just happy to get a phone. And parents are happy because they, they know it's 100% safe. Mm-hmm. So it's but they been, don't want a flip phone. No. No, no, no. <laughs> you can't get these guys a flip phone. You know, one family reached out to us saying, oh, I'm so happy my daughter. I can actually now get in touch with my daughter because the flip phone isn't working. And we're like, well, why isn't it working? And the, this is a mom saying, well, our standard protocol is I send a text and sometime within 15 to 20 minutes, I'll get a text back. When my daughter can leave, go to the restroom, shut herself in a stall, and actually take, because she's so embarrassed that she has a flip phone. <laughs> so we have to understand that I mean, getting, getting these guys a flip phone, I mean, that's a mortifying experience for some it of these is. kids. You know, if you can recall when you're in the fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, I mean, we're so self-conscious at this age. So, yes, no flip phones. So so if you've got a phone that looks like a smartphone and can make calls and send texts, what else is on there? I mean, if you turn on the screen, is all you get a, a keypad uh, to, to type text with? Or is there a calendar on there? Is there, is there anything else within that? What, what does a person get with your phone? Yeah, one of the big challenges in the space today is just uncontrolled content. So if you look at apps that are being released, so many of these apps are being released for free. And then you have all of these advertisements and they have no control over that. So we just have a very controlled environment. Uh, so yes, on the phone is a calculator and it's just a calculator. There's no advertisements on it. Or, or <laughs> pornography <laughs> under it, yeah. Uh, this is true. I mean, today, I mean, these guys are creating apps that look like calendars and they're not even calendars. I mean, it's becoming so difficult for parents to, to monitor this. So, yeah, on the, on the phone, it's just a basic suite of apps. You have camera, you have calendar, you have calculator, you can call, you can text. And that's by design. You know what I mean? That's, that's the intent of the device. Mm-hmm. I, I have a question for both of you, though, and, and I'm going to ask you first, Stephen, but Trace, I'd like you to weigh in as well. Um, I've recognized uh, my my youngest is 16, so I spend a moderate amount of time uh, with her and and her friends as well. They don't use the phone the way we used to use the phone. For example, the thought of actually picking it up and calling somebody is foreign to to every 16-year-old I've ever met. Likewise, these days, even this idea of texting, those of us who are over 30 still text a lot, 
they may do something that looks like texting, but they're using Instagram or Snapchat or Facebook Messenger or or something else uh, where where the group conversation is a little easier to facilitate, etc. What what are we accomplishing by by trying to limit the internet access? Other, I mean, yes, we want to keep the dangers away, but our kids are likely going to argue, and I'm wondering how we respond. But nobody talks that way anymore, Dad. Uh, so, so how, Stephen? How do you respond to that? And then, Trace, I'd, I'd like to hear your thoughts. Well, our data would show quite the opposite. We can see how many text messages are coming through. So the data would suggest that these kids are very familiar with texting and they do it a lot. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna. That's all I'm gonna say about that. But so, yeah. that's what. Well, I, but but would it be fair to say they do it a lot because that is the intended limitation of the technology? But yeah. if they had access to the others, the other the other apps are where their friends tend to be more. And I, I'm, I've got a very narrow group that I'm looking at, well, my, my daughter's friends. But yeah, still. L- let me weigh on this here. Okay. okay. If, if you know my position on this. Uh, first of all, I would, tell, I would respond to my son and daughter, well, you're going to have to learn to talk that way. <laughs> all right? That's my answer. <laughs> Steven? That's, that's a good answer. <laughs> you know, one of the challenges with this is, like, if you're looking at a Snapchat, if you're looking at an Instagram, they have, you know, essentially instant messaging platforms. And so, yeah, it's true that a lot of teenagers today say, oh, Dad, nobody even texts anymore. You know, I'll just send a snap or I'll just go ahead and communicate through those social media platforms. We, uh, we have not found one problem with just texting. Yeah. But there's no question that it's an uphill battle for so many people. You know, I'm right in the middle of this. I have three teenagers right now. God bless anybody that has a teenager, I mean, parenting has always been difficult. But mm-hmm. parenting in 2020... This is the real deal. It's really, really challenging in so many ways. And so any parent out there that's just kind of like, man, what's the best approach or the best way of doing mm-hmm. this, especially for Christian-based families? Um, yeah. I mean, we're, we're all in this together because it's, it's so accessible and it's so time-consuming. Right. So, and, yeah. and I don't think a parent should have to be burdened to that degree for their child's pleasure and convenience. I mean, Frederick Douglass... And other anti-slavery movement people, these guys were fighting human slavery, and I think it's going to take a while before uh, the general public uh, realizes that we're dealing with an eye-slavery situation here, and uh, our kids are, are, the, are the greatest victims, and our first priority is, is, as parents, particularly Christian parents, we've got a you know, written mandate, you know, protect your children, and uh, so... When we come back from the break, I've, I, I want to ask you uh, what kind of government involvement our nation should have in this whole situation, because it doesn't seem like we have a lot of regulation, particularly as it uh, pertains to kids. We're talking today on Licensed to Parent with Stephen Dalby. He's the founder and CEO of Gab Wireless, a cellular phone network designed to be safe for kids by providing talk and text devices with no access to the Internet, app stores, social media, or games. If you'd like to find out more, it's available at gabwireless.com, and gab is spelled G-A-B-B. And we'll be right back with more Licensed to Parent after this. In today's digital age, there's more access than ever to digital devices. With technology constantly evolving to make our lives easier, is it any wonder that many feel as though they just can't live without it? 
Digital addiction can be just as chemically debilitating as drugs. Time in front of a screen can drastically affect the life of your child. For starters, your child may choose technology over simple things like playing outside and engaging in exercise, acquiring a job, and gaining life experience. To learn more about how digital addiction can affect your child, visit helpmytroubledteen.org, click on Resources, and look for the article, What is Digital Addiction? Parenting isn't easy. Shepherd's Hill Academy wants to equip you with resources for all areas and issues of life. Discover a variety of ebooks, podcasts, links, and more to help you navigate the parenting landscape. Help by Is your teen's behavior dangerous? Your child's behavior may seem incredibly volatile during the teenage years. Sometimes the signs and symptoms come and go quickly as your child is growing, but other times behaviors are developed and nurtured that will lead to unhealthy choices. Here are a few items to consider. Does your teen refuse to abide by anything you say or request? Is your teen displaying behavior that's a marked change from what has been normal? Has your teen become increasingly disrespectful, dishonest, and disobedient, and openly rebellious? Go to HelpMyTroubledTeen.org and take the quiz, Is My Teen Troubled? While some behavioral issues are minor and best resolved at home, there are warning signs that your teen may need a more structured approach to get them on a healthy, constructive path. And Shepherd's Hill Academy is here to help. Visit HelpMyTroubledTeen.org and click on Is My Teen Troubled? Help My Troubled Teen. Welcome back. You're listening to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. If you uh, enjoy this program, we invite you to hear some of our past programs, and you can do that by visiting us online at licensedtoparent.org. And we're talking today with Stephen Dalby. He's the founder and CEO of Gab Wireless, a cellular phone network designed to be safe for kids. It provides talk and text devices that have no access to the Internet. And again, you can find out more about the company, the organization, and what they offer at Gab Wireless. That's G-A-B-B wireless.com. Trace? Stephen, uh, do you see a time when our government will wake up to the fact that smartphones uh, like cigarettes, alcohol, pornography, and gambling uh, should have never been legal for minors to consume in the first place? Do you, do you see that happening in the near future? Um, yeah, I actually do. I mean, we just had a, a senator of the United States propose a bill that nobody under the age of 21 can get a smartphone. Now, the bill obviously isn't going to pass, and it, it wasn't designed to pass. It was more Alert. raised from an awareness sure. standpoint. Exactly. I think the more data we collect and we see how detrimental this is, yeah. um, it would not surprise me yeah. if there is some type of regulation. In fact, we're starting to hear some whispers of this, that in the same way that you can't get a cigarette, same way you can't buy alcohols, the same way mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to get a smart home. It wouldn't surprise me if something like that happens in the future. Uh, w- w- why shouldn't uh, more parents be petitioning legislators to make this happen? I mean, uh, I was just talking to, to uh, a friend of ours, Tom Kirsten, who wrote a book called Disconnected. In all his times of talking to parents about should a 12-year-old have a smartphone, he's never got an answer that said it's a, it's a good idea. It's, it's a stupid idea. And, uh, and yet the same people will actually give their kids smartphones. Where's the disconnect yeah, there, Stephen? That's tough, man. Yeah. When you got your son or daughter saying, really, I'm the only one 
Mm-hmm. And you, you just, I mean, there's, I mean, it's, they put pressure. It's tough. Like I said from the beginning, it is tough to be a parent today. Yeah. It just is. Well, and you really, as a parent, you really have to have these definitive lines in the sand drawn on certain topics. Right. I recently saw a study that said that parents are more concerned today with the overconsumption of technology than they are with narcotic drugs or premarital sex. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The bell, well, <laughs> this yeah. is a, this is a, but, you know, parents are starting to be awakened to this idea. Yeah. And, but they, it's, it's still, it doesn't change the fact that it's hard, Trace. It really is. Right. So in, in the light of, you know, parents uh, petitioning legislators to make this happen, do you see uh, that tech companies are going to start using their money and power to put a kibosh to some of this uh, direction? When a tech company figures out a way to make it profitable, it will happen. Mm-hmm. Because that's the role, right? We can't look at VCs sitting on a $500 million fund or a billion dollar fund and say, come on, let's do something to help society. Because people have invested, people have taken their money and given it to venture capitalists so that they mm-hmm. can get a return on that. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? So if you look at how everything is done, it wouldn't surprise me as the gap continues to increase. The gap continues to increase as we continue to move forward with more advanced technology, bigger, faster, there is an increasing gap, which also means there's an increasing market. Yeah. And so it wouldn't surprise me in the next three to five years, we start seeing some really cool businesses that are doing some things that are also very safe for our families mm-hmm. and for children. Um, Stephen, just to try to follow the money here, uh, Gab Wireless has been in business, or well, at least since the public launch uh, last year, been in business uh, and operating apparently with with some success for several months now. How, if I may ask, how big of an investment was that to get this company launched? Yeah, it was millions. It was millions, right? And this is a this is an endeavor. I mean, within thirty days, we had customers in every state. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So as our as our company continues to raise more and more capital, we have another round coming up in March um, that we'll go ahead and deploy. We have another round that'll probably end up taking place in September. Um, which will be more of a Series A, Series B round. So we're, we couldn't be happier. Is this publicly traded, or is it all still privately held? No, no, no. This is a privately held company okay. at this point in time, yeah. I'm in. But I will say this. <laughs> in the future, I really believe that there's going to be four main cellular networks. I, you know, I think that the Sprint T-Mobile um, merger probably ends up happening, which means that there's three major MNOs. Mm-hmm. Gav Wireless... I really believe will be one of the major networks in the United States because it's just, and our whole model is just start here. It's yeah. not stay here forever. Mm-hmm. It's just start here. Well, I'll be crying. And when your son or daughter is 16 or 17 or 18, it's probably going to be a segue, but you know that those early touch points with technology have been safe. They've been positive. They ha- it has not consumed them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, so we're, we're just really fortunate. We're in a great position. And apparently you're doing this because you're seeing not only a monetary profit as being potential on the horizon, but uh, you are seeing the, the profit to the family. And I'm, I'm guessing that a lot of the folks who are putting capital into this company are doing so from a value standpoint and not strictly from a, uh, an ROI. It has to be both. It has to be both, Rich, and that's that's the point that I'm getting to. Yeah. You have to create, you know, Gab Wireless is not a 501c3. We're not a nonprofit organization. No, cer- certainly not. We are yeah. a financially sustainable entity, and so you have to have that coupled together. Uh, otherwise, it's just not sustainable in the long run. So the good news, 
is that we are financially sustainable. The good news is that we are raising capital. And the more people that are aware of Gab Wireless, the more safe phones will be out there. The more improvements we can make to our phones, the more applications we can develop that are safe with that intent. And so I just, I couldn't be more grateful um, for the support that we've gotten so quickly. I mean, we launched as a cellular network in September. Yeah. Well, I'm grateful that you're doing it. As the body of Christ, we're all doing our part to do what we can to protect our kids. We do what we do at Shepherd's Hill with licensed parent. You're doing what you're, you're doing with Gab. Uh, but as you are experiencing the success, Shepherd's Hill Academy is a 501c3 not-for-profit program. So, <laughs> so yeah, in, instead of Uncle Sam, think of us in, in that respect. But we're out of time. Yeah, unfortunately, we are. Uh, I, I want to commend... Um, Stephen, what you're doing uh, with Gab and uh, and and with, uh, I'm sure there will probably be other companies that spring forth in the future from your ideas. But I would encourage other uh, Christian entrepreneurs uh, who are listening to this today to take this as perhaps a model for what you're doing and what you can be doing to influence the world. As as followers of Christ, we're not just supposed to go to church on Sunday and pray. We're supposed to live our lives in such a way that it leads our children, of course, that's the main purpose of the program here, but that it leads our our kids and our community and our culture toward a a knowledge and a relationship with God. And so using our companies to lead in that direction as well is is really what I think we're all called to do. And one thing that we talk about with our parents here at Shepherd's Hill and and certainly on the broadcast here is I think we can almost... Uh, forget about the organization of the church uh, to get it done. I think it's going to be, uh, you know, the whole Bible is written by blue collar, you know, uh, you know lay people. Yeah. I think it's going to be uh, uh, done by uh, the, the arts, certainly, uh, uh, but people in the trenches uh, where the rubber meets the road to living out the biblical principles, uh, talking about them, uh, the whole Deuteronomy 6, 6, and 7 thing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Talk about these things when you sit in your home and walk along the road when you lie yeah. down when you get up while you're at work. And uh, Stephen, I commend you again for what you're doing, and uh, I, uh, I pray all the success in the world. Yeah. Thanks so much for being with us on Licensed to Parent. You guys are fantastic. You guys are absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. And the one thing that I'll just pass on is if there's somebody listening to this podcast or somebody listening to the show right now that has an idea, tell them to reach out to me. Will do. Thank you so much for having me on. It's just been a pleasure. Mm. Our guest today on License to Parents, Stephen Dalby, the founder and CEO of Gab Wireless, a cellular phone network designed to be safe for kids by providing talk and text devices with no access to the Internet, app stores, social media, or games. More information is available at gabwireless.com, and Gab is spelled with two Bs. And uh, Stephen, thanks again. We'll talk to you another time. Thank you so much. And that is it for another edition of License to Parent. I hesitate to mention that you can find us online at licensetoparent.org. That's, uh, by the way, a great place to learn more about the work we do at Shepherd's Hill Academy and right here on this program. You can listen to past programs, you can check out our blog, and support the work we do with troubled teens and their families. Now, we produce this program to help parents like you be more proactive in the parenting choices you make so you can raise physically, mentally, and spiritually healthy kids. However, some kids may be struggling emotionally or spiritually and may need the help we offer at Shepherd's Hill Academy, but in order to afford it, they need your help. Your tax-deductible contribution in any amount can provide scholarships to needy families and make the difference in a hurting child's life. 
So please consider donating today to the Shepherd's Hill Scholarship Fund by clicking the Donate tab when you visit LicensedToParent.org. That's LicensedToParent.org. Our guest coordinator on today's program is Daniel Fazzina. Our technical producer is Carl Peets. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosl, inviting you to join us again next time to renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. We'll see you next time.